March Madness is always the best. But it's also maddening. How can a team be so great in the regular season and then blow it in the first round of the tournament? And and why is a team so good in, in one round and then bad in the next round? And how does a team have championship caliber players, yet they fall so short in the tournament? And what about for you and I in life? How, how come one day we can do great things and then the next day we blow it? It's confusing. It's hard. We wrestle with it. And so today, let's unpack it. This is the Unpacking It podcast, where we relate big sports stories to life and biblical truths. Our mission is to challenge, encourage, and inspire you to follow Jesus and become more like him with sports conversations that truly matter. That's what I'm talking about! Coming to you from Charlotte, North Carolina. Hey, I just want to thank you guys one last time for being here. It's the best day ever. Here is the president of Unpacking It Ministries, Bryce Johnson. Welcome to the Unpacking It podcast, where we unpack parallels, metaphors, and topics in sports that relate to life and faith. I'm Bryce Johnson with Luke Heaton, and we are excited to be with you today as we unpack March Madness and the confusion that there is when it comes to great coaches or great teams that lose when they're not supposed to, or or teams that look great one minute, bad the next minute. And how does this relate to our own lives? You can email me anytime, Bryce at unpackingit.com. Be sure to check out our website, unpackingit.com. If you haven't subscribed to our free weekday devotional that goes out Monday, Wednesday, Friday, uh, check that out, and and you can subscribe on unpackingit.com. Thanks to everybody that's listening or watching on all of our different platforms as we continue to make this show available uh, to listeners and and viewers uh, in a lot of different places. And so we're so grateful for you and and appreciate all of you that support our ministry. And and for those of you that that listen regularly and and you you pass this on to your friends and you post it on social media, we we greatly appreciate it. Those of you that comment on on social media as well and and like when you see the video, uh, we really appreciate that also. We want to thank our sponsor, Sugar Creek Coffee. And Luke, I know you love Sugar Creek Coffee. SugarCreekCoffee.com. Use the promo code UNPACK. And I love Sugar Creek Coffee. It's delicious. It's so smooth. Um, good news is you guys are, are, are signing up and buying some of this, this coffee. So way to go. We appreciate your support. Uh, I was talking to Chris from Sugar Creek, and, and he was excited. So Keep it coming. Go go check it out. Go order some Sugar Creek Coffee, sugarcreekcoffee.com. Use the promo code UNPACK. And Chris was telling me, he goes, encourage people to do two bags at a time. With flat rate shipping, they're already paying for a two-bag box size, and it's really sad just sending one bag out. So let's not make Chris sad. You got to order two, two at a time. So uh, you can load up on some coffee. It's still fresh. Uh, and it'll, it'll be delicious for you. So they don't roast until you actually place an order. So, uh, sugarcreekcoffee.com. All right. So March madness, it's been awesome. What a great tournament. I I've just enjoyed it in, in so many different ways, even though, you know, you, you lose your favorite team and it's hard to still be excited, but 
as always, March Madness, the, the NCAA tournament, it's just fun. It's exciting. And we've got a great Final Four. So we're excited about the Final Four. And, and we'll, we'll talk about that uh, next week. But today on the show, Luke, we've got to kind of take a look at the, the whole tournament a little bit and reflect on certain teams, certain big-time coaches that, that fell short that they didn't go as far as we expected them to or that they wanted to or or teams that that were so great in the regular season. Purdue, what was unbelievable in the regular season, one of the best players in the nation, Zach Eady, and they lose to a 16 seed. I mean, that's still you know one of the biggest stories of this tournament and will be forever. This is part of tournament history. And so how do we how do we understand this? And the reason this topic came up was because after the Virginia loss to Furman, first day of the tournament, that got everything started. You and I were, were chatting on online, and it just came up like, how, how can Tony Bennett be such an awesome, great coach, yeah. yet also be such a bad coach? How, mm-hmm. how, how does this happen? And, and so I'll, I'll let you help, help us uh, try to navigate and understand <laughs> and wrestle with this a little bit. I know. We were on the Unpacking It Discord channel. Uh, which if you're listening, you should join. Got a lot of great conversations, sports threads, faith threads, really great stuff. But after Virginia lost, we were messaging. I'm like, how is he so great? But then also, is he the greatest and worst coach of all time? <laughs> and then... We love Tony Bennett. He's been a guest on our show. Oh, we love Tony Bennett. Amazing man. Yes. We love him. But some of fan. the highest highs, I mean, in the last four tournaments they've been in they missed the tournament once in the past five years they i have it pulled up and i just want to go through it real quick 2017 2018 first in the acc they lose first round to umbc first one seed to lose to 16 seed the very next year they're first in the acc and they win the national championship the great redemption year, story it was awesome the next year they missed the tournament the next year they win the acc and they lose in the first round to 13 seed ohio it's just ridiculous. But then after the after Virginia loses, Matt Painter, you know what? You know what? Tony Bennett, he has his fair share of, <laughs> of high highs and low lows. But don't forget about us at Purdue. Matt Painter, I can beat it. Three years in a row. You lose to North Texas. You lose to St. Peter's. And now you lose to a 16-seed FDU. It is it's, – it's really unbelievable at this point. Like, these two coaches are so great. They've done great things for their programs, great programs too. And yet they do awful things for their program. It, it's mind boggling. Well, it's, I think the other thing is it's hard to put it all on the coaches. The players are out there, they're playing. And so yes. it, it is that combination and, and they get a lot of the credit when they win, you know, and the, the ridicule when they, when they lose. And so the players were out there and they made plenty of mistakes, especially Virginia and, Purdue, the, their fear of not shooting the ball and, and all that sort of thing. But but it is, it's just fascinating to be able to say in the same breath, Tony Bennett is a great coach. And Tony Bennett blows it in the first round. Has, has you know, it, like both are true. Yeah. And that's the reality. Yes. And so what do we do with that? I know. It, they're not, somehow they're not mutually exclusive. Like, I, I think that's a great point. We look at these coaches. Are, are they a great coach or are, are they not a great coach? Well, I think the answer is yes. <laughs> they are a great coach. To be, for Tony Bennett, 
to have so much success in the ACC regular season with North Carolina, Duke, Notre Dame has been a good program. Like the ACC is a basketball conference. And for Virginia and Tony Bennett to have so much success year in and year out is impressive. Matt Painter at Purdue. Big Ten, say what you want about the Big Ten. These are historical programs. Indiana, Michigan State, Michigan. To have success in the Big Ten, that is impressive. But yet... You can have all-time failures, and it's not a fluke. It's been multiple all-time failures. Yeah, and then, you know, even just to think about them and other teams that that were so great in the regular season and then just fell short in the tournament. And yeah. you, know, you think about other other great coaches and great programs, John Calipari, Kentucky, Ooh, and, and what one. Shaka Smart did at Marquette this year. Great regular season, yeah. went out early. Kansas, uh, Scott, my Jayhawks set the record with most quad one wins in college basketball history, and they didn't make it out of the first weekend. You're Blue Devils, hottest team in the country. Slow start, figuring things out, pretty convincingly win the ACC tournament. Oh, yeah. And then lose to Tennessee without their starting point guard. It's, what, how do we, what do we make of this stuff? The good and the bad together. That, that's right. Throw Scott Drew in the mix at Baylor. Won yeah. a national championship, but they've also gone out early in the tournament as well. Um, and so it, it's fascinating to consider. And so, you know, part of it, too, as sports fans, we also realize you know, in basketball, th- you know, the ball bounces a certain way and, and matchups and all that. But then also you, you have to consider other reasons for why teams lose or, or why there is a, a difference between you know, one night compared to another night or, or the regular season to the tournament. Sometimes it's pride. Sometimes these top seeds go in with too much pride and 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 they're overly confident in, in their own abilities and think, nah, I got it. We'll be fine. We'll be able to beat FDU. Are you kidding me? Or we're one of the top teams. Or or sometimes they just have the wrong game plan. And yeah. the, maybe they're not prepared. Maybe maybe they didn't put the time, you know, into practice or game film to to the level that they needed to for that specific game yep. because they, they overlooked an opponent or, Sometimes or whatever it's matchups. That, that's what it was yeah. with Kansas and Arkansas is a, a talented, highly athletic Arkansas team with an, an undersized, not as athletic Kansas team. It's, it's, it's a difficult matchup for Kansas. Yeah. And then sometimes, you know, players are, are selfish on the court. They'll say, ah, I'm going to take over. And then all of a sudden they're, they're shooting bad shots or they're, mm-hmm. they're, they're attacking the rim when there's a really tough defense and it's like, no, 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 you got to pull that out. You got to pass the ball around a little bit, get, get other guys involved. So selfishness takes over. Uh, sometimes teams just have blind spots that, that they, they didn't realize until they, they face a certain opponent and, and their blind spots are revealed. And then some teams don't handle the pressure. Well, mm-hmm. the pressure of being a, a top seed or, you know, just the pressure of the tournament versus the, the regular season. And, and so that that plays into it as well. So there are a number of things that, that, that are factors. There, there's no doubt about it. And, and so I think as we transition this to, to kind of our own lives and parallel this to our own lives, for these coaches that, that did lose early, to, to question, ah, I don't know, is Tony Bennett really a good coach? Well, yeah, it wasn't a great game. They lost and Matt Painter and all that. But they can't be taken, you know, they, they can't allow the shame to, to take over. Or this idea that now they all of a sudden they have to start doubting that they're great coaches or that these are great programs. Kentucky's still a great program, yeah. even though maybe they haven't. They, they got to make a couple changes, but 
they're still a great program. Calipari has has had a great coaching career. There's no mm-hmm. now some questionable stuff here or there, but <laughs> overall he's done he's done a, a, an amazing job at multiple schools. Yes. Um. So that, that, there's that truth that has to to remain that one game doesn't define you, mm-hmm. and and now all of a sudden you're not a a, a great coach. But at the same time. That was a bad day. And, yeah, oh yeah. And 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 there are times where it looks like, man, you're you're not a great coach. What are you doing? Yeah. And so in life, here's the reality. You and I, we realize that some days we're we we feel close to the Lord, we're obeying him, we're we're in sync with him, we're we're living by the spirit, we're we're pursuing the things of God. And then there are some days where we just, man, we feel off. It feels like, you know, I don't know. I don't. I just feel like I'm. I'm a terrible person. I made a mistake. I can't believe I responded that way. I can't believe I said that. I can't believe I did that. And in some ways, it's like, no, I'm. I'm a good person. Yet I'm also a bad person. And and how do we how do we navigate this? And then for us as followers of Jesus, the truth is, I am a follower of Jesus. I am forgiven. Mm-hmm. I am redeemed. I am made right in the sight of God because of what Jesus did for me, dying for my sin. And so I am I am in God's family. My eternity is secure and my heart is for God. But some days I give into my flesh. Some days I act like an idiot. Some days I lose. Some days I I shoot bricks and I turn the ball over and I I'm selfish and I attack the rim when I shouldn't. And I'm prideful, and I think, ah, I've got this. I'm good. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be okay, and I, I, I'm going to do it in my own strength. And then pride takes over, and, and sin, sin can enter in. Yep. And, and so that's, that's the wrestle that, that we go through. In what ways do you identify with this, Luke? Yeah, I think it's, you know, the Christian life has, has many tensions. Um, you know, we were talking about this before the show, because uh, it's a really helpful topic, especially if I, I've heard uh, other people discuss it, because the, the tension is real, the the already not yet, which is the Christian life on Jesus has returned, but he's coming back. I'm a new creation as a follower of Jesus, but yet I haven't been given my resurrected body yet. I have the Holy Spirit. I'm declared holy, but yet I still wrestle with a lot of sin. There's a lot of already not yet uh, in the Christian life. And I think it's difficult to to just navigate that in two ways. One, for the new believer, they come to Christ, they experience salvation. You have the Holy Spirit. You're a son of God, a daughter of God. Wait, but I still have addictions. Wait, but what about this sin? Oh, I still desire greatly these sinful things. I thought I'd been given the Holy Spirit. It, yes and yes. That's a difficult thing for a new believer to to process on. Wait, no, is, is this real? Yes, it's real. Uh, and then for the believer that's been walking with Jesus for a long time, navigating the, why do I still desire these sins? Why did I fail miserably? I, I thought that wasn't a struggle of mine anymore. Mm. Why did I take this big step back? I mm. love Jesus, and I've been following him for a long time. The, navigating, ultimately being a new creation, having the Holy Spirit, but still living in a sinful world, still being in our fallen bodies, wrestling with our flesh, the spirit and flesh dichotomy, growing with Jesus. It, it's the already not yet. It's 
it's it can be difficult it can be discouraging it could leave us feeling hopeless how do what do i make of this it, mm. it's just it's a difficult thing sometimes to really think about and process yeah and i think i think we need to talk about it and 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 go to scripture and 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 be reminded and encouraged by by a couple of things and first off the, the grace of god and last week we talked about being overwhelmed by god's grace and and so thankfully in the in the midst of our our brokenness in in the midst of the the, the times we we do slip up and fall and 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 stumble and 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 all of that 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 happens throughout our our life god's grace mm-hmm. meets us there god's love meets us there and, and so we don't have to remain in shame and like i was talking about the coaches you know yeah it, it, we don't have to now all of a sudden well i'm a failure i'm a loser I, and in some ways, yes, I yes, I am. But yes, but, theologically, yes. Bor- we are born in sin. We are losers. We right. deserve God's wrath. Absolutely, right. yes. But but we don't remain. We don't remain in yeah, that. It doesn't that stop state. there. That's right. And so we we have to remind ourselves. No, I'm a child of God, and mm-hmm. His grace covers me. He's willing to forgive me and what I've done, and 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 this you know area that that. I, I slipped up in and, and I'm going to, I'm going to press on and, yep. and I'm going to keep my eyes fixed on Jesus moving forward. Um, and you always have a good, good quote. You like to, 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 to mention when we talk about this. No, I mean, it's, it's my pastor says it all the time. It's, it's a quote from an old uh, Scottish pastor. It's uh, take one look at your sin and 10 looks at Jesus, which may, maybe I'm saying it so much. It starts to sound corny, but it really is encouraging on just the beauty of Jesus in experiencing, like you said, being overwhelmed by his grace. Uh, Romans 8, 1, there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. When we experience an upset, when we have a failure, take a big step back, whether we're a new believer or we've been following Jesus for a long time, Scripture does not call us to sit in our shame. Yeah, you got to, you need to pity yourself. You need to really experience the guilt and shame. No, run immediately acknowledge our sin, take one look at our sin, repent, confess, but then follow that up with 10 looks at Jesus on, I am forgiven, I have the power by the Holy Spirit to overcome this, and Jesus looks on me with compassion, and he desires me to draw near to him, because he's kind and merciful and gracious. The only thing that I would just add to that is that I think there's there's value in grieving our sin. True. In, yes. In 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 allowing that, you know, there, there's an element of pain there. Of, ah, man, I've 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 grieved the Holy Spirit. I've grieved God by yes. by making this decision. And same with these these teams that lost early. They have to grieve the loss. There, there's a there's a a disappointment there, and they let their team down. They mm-hmm. they let the the program down, but they don't remain there. And just like what Virginia did a couple years ago, they learned yes. from the the loss to the UMBC. And then went out and won a championship. And so now they've got another opportunity. It's still this journey. Yeah. Tony Bennett's still on this coaching journey. And same with us in, in our spiritual life. It's, yeah, we grieve the sin. Ah, we, we blew it. We acknowledge it. We repent. We, mm-hmm. Yes, we did. But we don't, we don't stay there. And, and we learn from it mm-hmm. and we move forward. Yeah, and um, I, that's a great uh, clarification and addition because, yeah, the one look at our sin, 10 looks at Jesus is not meant to my sin doesn't matter. Like, like a, like, like if, if Tony Bennett 
<laughs> Matt Painter went to a post game press conference and they said, "No, this this ups- it doesn't matter. This loss, yeah, doesn't no big matter. deal, no big deal. Ah, we lose. Everybody loses. That's yeah, fine. Uh, we would never accept that. Nor uh, that would just be an outrageous statement. No, it does matter. You don't sit in it, but you learn from it. You experience the weight. You said grieve. I think you know, in reading in the New Testament, godly sorrow. Yeah, we, we should have sorrow, genuine sorrow over our sin because we've sinned against the holy God. Right. But, and so importantly, is we don't remain there. Scripture does not call us to remain there. We can, as soon as our sin is over, as soon as we're done sinning, we can run confidently to God. We don't have to clean ourselves up. We don't have to make ourselves experience more guilt. We experience the godly sorrow. We repent and confess, take our sins seriously, but not so seriously where we can't look to Jesus. Not so seriously where we can't think about approaching God. We can approach God confidently. I don't know if seriously is the right word, but yeah, just so yeah, where it where it takes us takes us out or it causes us to give up. And it's like, wow, yeah. I just can't, I can't do it. I can't follow Jesus. I I just it's I fail too much. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not good enough. And it's like, yeah, no, wait, no, we're not good enough. We can't do this mm-hmm. in our own strength. And, and that's always the, the key message to, to all this, too. And, and so Galatians 5, 16, and 17, this is the amplified version. It says, this Paul says, uh, walk habitually in the Holy Spirit. Seek him and be responsive to his guidance. And then you will certainly not carry out the desire of the sinful nature, which responds impulsively without regard for God and his pre- precepts. For the sinful nature has its desire, which is opposed to the spirit. And the desire of the spirit opposes the sinful nature. For these two, the sinful nature and the spirit, are in direct opposition to each other, continually in conflict, so that you as believers do not always do whatever good things you want to do. And so this is, this is what's happening. We're in conflict within us. It's the Holy Spirit is within us, guiding us, leading us. And we have the choice to yield to the Spirit or to gratify the flesh that, that, that's also still hanging around. We're still in this broken world, in yeah. these broken bodies with, with you know, sin that, that has, uh, you know, been around us our whole lives and a temptation that, that remains around us. And I absolutely believe in, in the freedom that comes from Christ. And I believe that he breaks bondages and chains and things that are holding us back and, and sins that used to, to, to trap us. There is absolute freedom and that we don't have to, to live in sin any longer. As we're following Jesus, we don't live in sin. We don't continue in these same you know, habits of sin and, and, and it just, oh, I'm just going to struggle with this my whole life. No, I think there's freedom in that. But sometimes it's a process. Sometimes it takes years. Sometimes, sometimes when, when somebody receives Christ, God frees them from that that sin that that was holding them back right away. And sometimes it's a little bit more of a process and each yeah. each person sort of goes through that differently. Um mm-hmm. but you get me going on this topic. I'm, I'm passionate about it. No, ahead, it's Luke. a great topic because it it's something we all relate to on like we we do blow it. For the rest of our lives we'll have moments of just messing up big time. Small time, plenty of times, but also we'll have big mess ups. But we'll also have great victories by the power of the Holy Spirit living inside of us. 
And it can be, again, confusing to how can both possibly be true? Because mm-hmm. again, it's that already not yet. We have the Spirit, but we are still in our, our, our fallen bodies in a fallen world. Uh, but the, the point is, we have hope and we shouldn't be discouraged by the reality that both are there. Mm. We should be encouraged that, no, I can continue becoming more and more like Jesus. Like when, when Virginia lost to UMBC a few years ago, like Tony Bennett and the Virginia team, the, the proper response was, well, I guess we're an awful program now. No, we're <laughs> a bad program. We're going to be a Cinderella now. Uh, our, we're not, we're not uh, cream of the crop. No, you are a great program. The same way as followers of Jesus. No, we have the Holy Spirit inside of us. Yeah, he makes yeah. us great. Yes, He makes us great. We're not great. We, we are born in sin, and we need rescue. We cannot save ourselves. But we can be great by the power of the Holy Spirit. So when we blow it, yes, we grieve our sin, we have sorrow of our sin, we repent, we confess, but we have confidence and hope that we can move forward. Hmm. Like, when you blow it, you don't realize, ah, oh, yeah, this is my life now. No more hope. No, you have yeah. so much hope. You have the Holy Spirit living inside of you. Yeah, and and I think people sometimes that are unbelievers, you know, they say, "Well, I don't want to be, I don't want to be a Christian because they're all hypocrites." And it's like, well, yeah, we we say and we we desire to do the the right thing and to follow Jesus and and to be obedient and and to to live the life that He's called us to do. Mm-hmm. Yet we still have this this flesh, and so. Hopefully, over you know the, the the course of someone seeing us, if we're really following Jesus, that they will see something different. But they're gonna they're, they might see a, a moment of weakness and a moment that we 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 give into our our flesh. Yeah. And 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 in some ways, it just speaks to yeah, I'm 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 broken like you are, but but I I need a savior. Mm-hmm. I'm acknowledging that I need what Jesus did on the cross, yes. and I need. The Holy Spirit to to lead and guide me every day, and I'm I'm sorry that you saw me screw up, and I did. I I admit I blew it. I, I'm I'm sorry for that. Yeah. But Jesus is perfect. Jesus came. He lived the perfect life, and that's who I trust. And so don't trust me. Yes. Trust him. That's the key. I'm curious your thoughts on this. Um, I forget where I heard a pastor talking about this, but he was talking about how, you know, when big time uh, figures in Christianity um, have a huge mistake kind of a fall from grace type of thing. I don't like that phrase, not fall from grace. Uh, just just blow it in the public in the public eye. Mm-hmm. And it causes people to question their faith, which is a real thing. Mm-hmm. But this guy's response was, I didn't become a follower of Jesus because of someone else. Like, I don't That's put right. my faith in someone else being able to live their life as a Christian. Mm-hmm. It, 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 it can cause confusion when a, a, a believer in the, pu- in the public square uh, has this huge mistake, and it's like, wait, how could they do that? But the reality is, we're followers of Jesus because of Jesus and what That's he's right. done. That's right. We're Christians are going <laughs> to make mistakes, obviously. That, that's the reality of following Jesus is a step back, a couple steps forward, a step back, a couple steps forward as we this battle between flesh and spirit. But when we see a brother or sister in Christ mess up big time, our hope shouldn't be shattered because our hope is in Christ, not their not their walk with Jesus. Yeah. It has impact. We want we want people to see life change in us, absolutely. But it's not us and the way we follow Jesus that causes people to begin following Jesus, to, to be saved. Mm. Like, ultimately, it's the life of Christ 
and the Holy Spirit drawing people. And we have great testimony. That's right. But man, yes. if someone's faith is in my ability to follow Jesus, that's mm. not... Don't put your faith in my ability to follow Jesus. I'm going to mess up. Mm. So it's I'm, it's... I'm trying to toe the line on we absolutely have testimony. The testimony of God's people living their life as follower of Jesus is real. And how he's transformed us. And how he's transformed us. And I'm not that same guy I used to be. Yes. But if the standard is, if someone's putting their faith in my ability to follow Jesus as what kind of guards their ability to trust in Christ, no, put your trust in Christ and his life. That's right. Don't put your trust in my ability to follow Jesus. And Mm. if I mess up, then it makes you question Jesus. Mm. No, you can never question Jesus because his life is perfect. That's right. That's good. Gosh, that's a great differentiation. And and I will say, I don't think we, it's like, we don't have to lose to the 16 seed. Like it doesn't, it doesn't have to happen. Yeah. Oh yeah. But, but, but it's possible. Yes. And, and that's, and that's, I think that's the key for us because I think it's easy to say, well, yeah, I'm going to fall. I'm, gonna, I'm probably going to fall one day. I'm probably going to lose to a 16 seed one day. No, 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 no. Let, let, let's be prepared for that. And, and, and let's, let's put the, the guardrails in in place now and and just like I was talking about earlier you know why a team loses pride selfishness not preparing mm-hmm. you know not, they didn't uh they didn't prepare their minds um they had the wrong game plan there were blind spots they they allowed the pressure to to take over and so for us we have to recognize those things and if we are walking by the spirit every day then we're going to avoid a lot of those major pitfalls. And, and so that's why every day it's, it's, it's the commitment to today. Today I'm going to follow Jesus. Today I'm going to submit to the Holy Spirit and I'm going to yield to his promptings and go his direction. Yeah. Um, and, and, and again, because of the flesh and the wrestling and all that, there, there's just going to be moments where we blow it for sure. But I don't think we have to accept that. Oh yeah. Well, all pastors are going to fall like some of the big big time pastors that 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 fell. I don't think it had to happen. I don't think those guys had to had to go through that. Um yeah. you know what I mean? So it's yeah, like Yeah, no, that's that's another tension. Another tension on it's not inevitable, but that's it is right. possible. It is possible. It's yes. not inevitable, but it is possible. Yeah, we're not required to lose to a 16 seed. No way. We don't yeah. become followers of Jesus. Coach K never lost to a 16 seed. <laughs> That's right. Like, <laughs> like Scripture doesn't tell us, you'll follow Jesus. Lehigh. You're going to have a major loss. That's inevitable. And then you'll bounce back. No, no. Obviously, we're going to sin. But the yeah, the 16 seed losses are not required. Mm-hmm. They're certainly possible if we don't take seriously guardrails, avoiding certain environments, continuing to rely on the strength of the Holy Spirit. Yeah, and we start operating on our own strength, then it's, uh, man, that 16C loss is around the corner, potentially. No. But yeah, it's not inevitable, but it is certainly possible. And and if it and if it does happen, again, God's grace. And it's it, it that's hard to comprehend too. We're overwhelmed by his grace. That that he he meets us, he meets us there. Um, and that that gives us, gosh, yeah. It, it, that, that should leave us in, in awe and gratitude. Uh, for that, yeah. that, yeah, we're not separated from him when we're in Christ. We are in Christ, and yes. and Cause, so because ultimately yeah. we boast in our weakness. We are glad to acknowledge we are weak in our own strength, because it's, it's right. God's grace 
and the power of the Holy Spirit that allows us to do great things. We're not great in our own right, no. but we have the ability to be great by the power of God mm. as we continue to be more and more like Jesus. That's right. Amen. Amen. Well, this was a, uh, yeah, somewhat of a challenging topic. and Yeah, a lot of tensions. Um, it's not, like, it's not that it's not black and white, but it's, it's just, yeah, it, it takes a little bit to unpack, and there's a lot of different tensions here and angles to, to discuss. Yeah. I'll, I'll share this. I think I've shared it on the, sh the show before. But when I was younger and still growing in my faith, I played church basketball. And I was the guy that would pray before the game for everybody. Like, hey, all right, we're all going to circle up at half court. All right, I'll, I'll pray for everybody. But then in the second half was also the guy called for a technical because I was yelling at the ref for doing something <laughs> stupid. And it's like, wait a second. How does that, how does that add up? Yeah. And I was dealing with my own stuff back then. I love Jesus. I was yeah. pursuing Jesus, but I was still wrestling with anger and still working through that and, and continue to. I've come a long, a long way. I haven't been called for a technical in a while just because I don't play basketball anymore. But, um, <laughs> but actually, I'm, I'm, I'm coming out of retirement. But, um, but, 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 but that, like that, that to me is the, that, that's, that's what happens. And I think for us, as we continue to mature, we've got to be able to see growth. And so if we look at our yeah. lives and go, man, I'm the same, I'm doing the same stupid stuff that I did 20 years ago, yet you've said you follow Jesus all these years, well, that doesn't add up. Like, then, yeah. then you got to really make some adjustments. Yeah. And, and, and so that's a whole other topic. But um, yes. just to share some vulnerability back to uh, high school, Bryce. Yeah, and then to my point earlier, it's like, yes, how we live our lives as followers of Jesus is important for non-believers to see, but someone who saw that like when you're the things don't add up in that basketball game. Yeah. Like that doesn't say anything about the perfection of Jesus. Like someone can't look at you and say, you know what? That means Jesus can't be trusted. Maybe they, maybe they want to believe that, but ultimately Jesus is, saves broken people who until the day we die still wrestle and deal with sin. That's just the the reality. And I think the other key thing is not accepting that behavior. Like that was unacceptable for me yes. to, to to be to be Mr. Technical Guy and, and to not, you know, I'm trusting Jesus to 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 pray before the game and then to act like an idiot in my own pride and selfishness and anger, allow that to, to take over. I wasn't yielding to the spirit, and that's unacceptable. And so mm -hmm. even in my own life now, you know, the times where yeah, I, I still slip up and struggle with stuff and respond the wrong way and and choose the 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 the, the wrong decision. Um, yeah, that that's unacceptable. So we don't justify sin. So I think that's the, that's another key thing in all this. Yes. It was unacceptable that Virginia lost to Furman. Yep. It was unacceptable that that Purdue lost to to FDU. Yeah. With the talent they had and all that. So yep. there's still that that level of yep. The the standard that God calls us to. True. A, a call to holiness. A call to live a holy life. Yes. Yeah, and it's it's a whole nother topic. Yeah, I mean, and that I just I don't want to get too much on my soapbox here, but like churches have to talk about sin from the pulpit. Like you you can't you can't preach the gospel and not talk about sin. To to your point, we have to take like sin is real and it's serious. There are consequences for sin. Yeah, but it it just doesn't have to be the end of the story. Like we That's can right. be rescued from it. 
That's right. And God can work through it. But yet, to your point, you're exactly right. The sin is still unacceptable, and it still is has weight and consequences. Yeah. Like, part of the gospel is saying, we have, we have sinned against the holy God, and that is, that's serious. Yeah. It's just, it's just not the end of the story, which is that's right. fantastic news for us. Yes, it is. And Virginia, Purdue, some of these other teams, they'll have a chance next year. I know. So Purdue, guaranteed national champion. Next <laughs> year. <laughs> that would be wild. I'm not confident in that, but it, they, 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 they have the chance. They're not, they're not out. They're not done. They're not, you know, forget about it. You never, you never get another chance. So. <laughs> And again, yeah, back to back to God's grace, and so we we rest in that. But it's also not it's not cheap grace, which is a whole not other che- yeah, I know other topic. Yeah. Too. So many tensions. <laughs> yeah, the, that's why the the Bible is uh, it, it's it's got so much to unpack. That's why yes. we we do yes. this show. Yep. So we don't have all the answers. We're wrestling with you, uh, but but hopefully you were encouraged today uh, by by something that was said. And and so if, if you have any questions or something that we said that maybe was confusing. Feel free to reach out, Bryce at unpackingit.com, and, and we can keep the keep the conversation going. And, and many of the topics that were brought up today, we'll, we'll bring them up again in, in different contexts and, and that kind of thing. So today is about March Madness. Uh, enjoy the Final Four, and uh, we will talk to you next week. For Luke, I'm Bryce. I'm a sports fan who follows Jesus. I believe in the good news that he died on the cross for my sin. He was resurrected and through faith. I've been saved by his grace. I hope that is true for you as well. And I hope you'll join me as we live life as sports fans and follow Jesus together. Have a great rest of your day. And we'll talk to you next time right here on the Unpacking It podcast.